those who are praying for me and my family uh, as we were on vacation, thank you so much for that. We're grateful to be back uh, here in Pownall and, and in, not under these circumstances, obviously, but grateful to be back here and to be able to do this. Uh, to be able to come in uh, to your living room or your bathroom, if you're sitting in the bathroom, that'd be kind of weird, but maybe you are. Wherever you're at and getting this content, we, we appreciate that, uh, and I'm, I'm grateful we're able to do it. I want to get just into an incredibly good morning uh, from Faith Church. Thank you for, if you're, if you're a regular here and you come here on Sunday mornings, thank you so much for joining us virtually. If you are a guest, thank you so much for maybe checking us out for the first time. What I loved about this opportunity was that there's many people who don't get an opportunity to come here on Sunday morning for a whole lot of reasons, and we can open this virtual door up to be able to enter into here, and it's such a such an incredible opportunity to be able to stream to you live, and hopefully it won't be too crazy, hopefully it'll be easy to access, and, and uh, hopefully won't be too many challenges to overcome this morning. It's just such a blessing to be able to do this. You know, just a few short years ago, we wouldn't be able to pull this off, so I'm just so grateful for that. Uh, that we, why not being able to be in the physically the same space, we can at least virtually gather as the church. And so I'm so, so stoked that we can do that. So uh, this is a little bit new territory, obviously, right? I mean, this is not normal. So uh, I want to be clear that this won't be a typical Sunday experience, okay? There won't be any music uh, for copyright reasons. I really, really can't play the music or it'll get taken down pretty fast. And I'm not going to sing for you. Uh, Dawn is in the back. I didn't think about that. She might could sing for us. So, no, she doesn't want to sing. All right. Well, maybe next time we'll get Dawn to sing a solo, which would be awesome and fun. But we're not going to do it this morning. I'm not going to put her on the spot. She'd probably leave and cry. So I'm not going to do that. All right. Uh, obviously, there's no reason to take a break either. Um, so uh, hopefully not. That would be kind of weird. Um, and there won't be any separate kids content this week as of right now, although what we're going to try to do later this week is release some things for families to work on. Uh, we are big believers in interacting with your families in, in Bible study and just in getting into God's word together as a family. And this opportunity we have over these next couple of weeks will be a great way to do that in a new and exciting way. And so we want to engage in that as much as possible. We uh, are big users of the Bible Project. If you've never used them, they are great. We will post some links for you this week on this Facebook page uh, for you to be able to access uh, so that you can check out their uh, information. And it's a, they use videos, they use audio, they use all of it to you to be able to dive in into a new way into the Bible, which is really hard to get into, right? The Bible's weird, it's strange, it's got a lot of crazy things going on. It, they make it really easy. Uh, to be able to study different things. And so we want to encourage you to do that. So that'll be a full family activity, not just a one-person activity. So we want to make sure we invite you into that process as well. So we'll post that link later this week for you and your family to work through. Now, despite all that, despite the fact that we are not doing any of those normal things that we do, and if you know you, you've come here, you know you come to expect having that break song, you know to hanging out and having a great cup of coffee, you know you can come out and have a great time here together, and I'm so ready to do that again. Uh, but for now, we're not going to be able to do that. But that doesn't mean that our ministry is going to stop. I want to make sure we understand that. This church is bigger than a Sunday morning gathering. At least I hope it is. We're going to find out. We're going to have a good test these couple of weeks. Uh, I know as a church that we are actively still working on projects that is not just, we're not just sitting around not doing anything. All right. Uh, we are making sure we're being responsible, but we're still working on certain projects and plans for the coming year. 
Uh, we got Miss Jen and Sarah uh, who are doing an awesome job working on Easter plans. If that still takes place, we know we're still in, in flux there. It may have to be postponed, but we're going to do something, all right? We're not going to not do Easter, all right? We might do it virtually and then later on do it physically, but we're going to do Easter. Uh, we're going to do an Easter egg celebration with an egg hunt and prizes and games and all that stuff. It's going to happen. It might be, I don't know when it'll be. I'm not going to, I don't want to depress anybody, but it's going to happen, okay? Well, we'll make sure that that goes on. We're also discussing something called a blessing box. Uh, some people call it a little free pantry, which is basically just an oversized cabinet that sits outside. It'll be outside our church. And people can drop off items uh, that you have extra of uh, or you think other people might need so that they can come in a separate time and pick it up. And uh, it's a, just a, a community exchange, essentially, so that uh, goods and, and services can be passed around uh, at a centralized location here in town without having to actually physically uh, touch a lot of people and being in close contact with a lot of people. And so we are uh, really excited about that prospect. It's going to be a community resource, much like our clothing shed that we have outside. Uh, so it's just going to be another avenue to be a, be a blessing to people in this community, which is what we're here for. We're here to show the love of Jesus in every way possible. All right. And that is the one, another way to do that. So people will be able to know that someone cares, that a church cares enough to put up something like that so they can have access to, to things they might not have been able to get before. There's a lot of things that are shutting down around us. And that can be something that's always open because it doesn't take anybody to be there for it. And so we encourage you once we get that up, we'll let everybody know what that is and where that's going to be located. So you can come and help donate towards that to meet needs here in Pownall. We're also, just making sure we're all on the same page with this, we're also still planning our summer movie series. It's the outdoor movie series we've done for the past three years. We're going to keep doing that. We're going to keep uh, pressing on and, and, and release that schedule as soon as we know more details uh, about the movie selections. Uh, we're still partnering with the local uh, ball league. The schedule has, uh, has been pushed back. However, we still want to partner with them so that they can be able to get the resources and funds to be able to continue to support that uh, and our local children in our community as well. So that will still go on as well. And we're also working towards the opening of the cafe. All right, that's still going to happen at some point this year as well. So all these things are still on the docket. I, I read something very interesting in an article that said, this is a time to rest, but it's also time to dream. And so we want to make sure that we're looking beyond our immediate circumstances to things that God has in our future, because that's what it's going to draw, uh, draw us through these tough times. And so I want to encourage you to not just think about what we as a church are going to do, but what you can do. All right? You'll be able to reach a lot more. I say it every single week. You can reach more than just me, obviously. Right? We all have to do a little bit of, uh, uh, of work, but we want to make sure that we're all reaching out and engaging our community with the gospel. We want to be the hands and feet to, to Jesus, to those in need around us. Uh, and we want to make sure that we can make a, and know that we can make a huge impact just by speaking words of encouragement, right? Just by uh, being a blessing to somebody. If you see someone or know someone in me, need to, to meet that need wherever we can, all right? I just want to encourage that. I know that's out there. I know people say that all the time. But I want to know that, I want you to know that from, from uh, here at Faith Church and from, from your pastor, that this is something we need to engage in as a church. That's going to set us apart as people who bring good news, to this community and to the communities you live in as well. So I want to encourage that for you to press through uh, the, the fear and the, and the social distancing, which we need to be responsible, right? But we also need to be engaging in a responsible way so that people aren't left out uh, and people don't feel like they're valued because they still are. 
as we seek to give ourselves away for the cause of others uh, with our time and talent, I want to really encourage you to give uh, financially as well. One of the awesome things about this church is we don't have a large, very large budget, and we don't have a whole lot of bills, and we strive to keep them low, uh, and we budget with margins so that we don't have to, uh, we don't spend every single dollar that comes in immediately, right? So we have some space. So in these tough times, whenever you're not working and, and your funds are low, uh, we can still operate in ministry to a degree that's still effective to reaching those for Jesus in our community. Uh, but we want to make sure that we still offer you the opportunity to uh, to continue to give. Uh, our online giving is incredible, so I encourage you to access that. If you have the Church Center app, you can do that as, and give there as well, or you can simply go to our website at faithchurchvt.com backslash give. I'm going to have Miss Dawn post that link, if she hasn't already, in the, uh, in the channel uh, here so that you can see it on your, uh, on your comment section so that you can give there as well if you would like. Uh, we try to make it as easy as possible for you to give knowing that your gifts are making an impact, okay? Which this is not just giving. I don't get paid from this. I'm not here to get your money. The church isn't here just to grab money and hoard it. We're here to give it away. So you give it away so we can give it away in a more, uh, with even more impact. And so every dollar you give is reaching family, is reaching friends, is reaching neighbors with the hope of Jesus right here in this place and in the, in the community surrounding us. Uh, we want to make sure we continue to give to those who need it. We want to continue to do projects like the Blessing Box and the Movie Nights and all those things which are bringing heaven to earth in every way possible to bring good news. That's what it's about. It takes time, it takes talent, it takes finances to make it happen. So we want to make, want to make sure that you have as many ways to give as possible. All right. Again, Dawn should have posted that link in the comment section. She already has. She's given me a nod, so I trust that she's done that. Uh, I want to continue to for to you to feel free to utilize this live stream to interact with each other. Remember to keep doing that. Just like any other Sunday, this isn't me just running my trap, right? If you're here, you know that I'm just a small part of this process. I'm here to facilitate everybody discussing things together and sharing life together. So feel free to jump in and chat with me, with with Dawn, with each other on online as well. And as you're doing that, I want to kind of spur the conversation by asking one more leading question: uh, What? <laughs> Hopefully this resonates with everybody. What's your favorite brand of toilet paper? So feel free to respond in the comments, and I want to encourage some dialogue here as, you, uh, as we interact. So what's your favorite brand of toilet paper this morning? And I'll read off some of the fun ones. Two-ply Marin, man, whoo, okay, Scott's, whatever you can find, that's a good product, that's, that's probably good, anything that isn't sold out, isn't that true, white toilet paper, Leo, do they sell anything but white toilet paper, do they sell off-color toilet paper, maybe they do, leaves, <laughs> There's still plenty of leaves on the ground. Now we don't have snow on the ground. We still have plenty of leaves from fall. That's true. They're not white though, but that's okay. The extra soft stuff, Brooke. I'm with you, Brooke. I'm a Charmin guy. I need like as many 
supplies that you can put on a piece of toilet paper that'll flush. <laughs> That's basically the limit there is whatever's not going to, whatever's going to make it down into the sewer system uh, responsibly, but it's still soft. I appreciate that. Yep. Pink toilet paper. Hmm. All right. Bounty. <laughs> it is the quicker picker upper, Don. You know that? All right. All right. Thank you so much. Again, we try, if you're, if you've never been here before, I highly encourage once we get things back to whatever normal looks like, I highly encourage you to come here and visit us at Faith Church. I don't care if you're in Georgia or wherever you're at, find a way to make it here because this place is awesome. Uh, we were able to on vacation, go to a few different churches and it always reminds me whenever I come back as great as those churches are, and they're all awesome to be able to come back here and uh, do this even though it's, it's virtually today, uh, but just be able to do this and interact with each other in, a, in just a fun way. Church isn't boring here at Faith Church. <laughs> it is nothing but, I hope, anyway, not boring. It's engaging, it's interacting, it's fun, and we love doing it, and I'm so grateful we can do that uh, even, even virtually this morning. So thank you so much for continuing to comment. We're going to make sure that we, um, uh, again, continue to make sure you post and interact with each other. So this also is a time for us to, to not only share and listen to each other, but also to listen to what God has to say for us, right? Because anybody can sit here and do a stream and chat. That's just one thing. But we will actually engage with the word this morning. Uh, so I found this week that it hasn't been hard to know what to say, but more how to say it. Uh, we're living through unprecedented times for many of us, right? I, I was texting Walt earlier this week. Hi, Walt. I'm sure you're out there. I, I saw sharing posting, so I'm sure you're watching with her. I was texting Walt earlier this week, and he said, no sports, Brady leaves, you know, and now we can't get together for church. He said, what, what's next? What in the world could possibly happen that would be worse than that, right? I was reminded of that scene from Dumb and Dumber, and if you're like Dumb and Dumber, you're awesome. If you don't like Dumb and Dumber, you just, you need to get some culture. But at any rate, so Dumb and Dumber is awesome. And so they get into the scene where he comes in and this, everything's going bad. Things are getting stolen. And, the, and then the, the parakeet's head falls off and it's like just mayhem and chaos is, is horrible stuff. And so uh, it, that was, a, that's a great scene. But it reminded me of that when Walt texted me that. But uh, it, it does seem like everything's kind of falling apart that we normally have available to us. And this virus, this subsequent response has left a lot of us scrambling. And it really brings on a new level of anxiety and fear. Uh, and, and those feelings fester because I think so much is unknown, right? Every day, information changes, and we don't quite know when the end is coming. We don't know how, what type of virus we're dealing with or all of it anyway. We're not sure how fast it really spreads. What's the mortality rate? We don't have an end time. It's just all these just big variables that, we, that leave us wondering what's going to happen. And after living in a world that's been relatively stable, and having readily available information for so long, this is kind of new territory for a lot of us. And so uh, that, that when that gets ripped away, we get disoriented, right? We start doing crazy things like panic buying toilet paper or all these things that have been going on. The flip side of that is those of us who believe that everyone around us is really overreacting because that's another response that this is just a distraction. People need to get a grip. 
this is just something getting in the way of normal and uh, that it's making things worse by going crazy over it. So those are two different reactions. We can be fearful about the unknown and we can say, ah, you're just overreacting, right? I think we, a lot of us probably have, probably in our own homes, live by those two different standards. You, you or your spouse may be uh, doing that exact same thing where one of you said, ah, it's no big deal. And the other saying, oh, well, this is horrible. And it may depend on how much news you consume, right? So uh, that may be a factor. But those are two big different reactions from two different sides of the spectrum. And I think that somewhere in the middle, uh, there's a reaction that we, we can find, that we need to find. Now, I'm not here this morning to give medical advice. I don't have the answers to questions of those unknowns that I just listed. I'm also not here to say that everything's going to be okay and it's just going to work itself out. I'm not here to pump sunshine. I don't offer blind optimism, right? I try not to at any time, especially not now, but I'm also not going to pronounce that it's the end of the world as we know it, right? I don't think either one of those things are helpful. What does help, I believe, is finding the middle by grounding ourselves in the word, in a true and certain hope that puts fear to flight and plants us in a love and concern for others before ourselves. So to help us find that middle ground, we're going to go and look this morning at Mark 4, 35 through 41. Now, if you don't have a Bible handy, even though you're in your own home, maybe you, had, maybe you scrambled around and can't find it, you're in luck, right? Because you're already online, right? If you're already online, there's already nearly an infinite number of Bibles to choose from. The easiest is probably going to Bible.com. Ms. Dawn's going to post a link for Bible.com, but she probably already has, uh, on, the, on the comment section. And once you click on that, you can go to Mark 4, verses 35 through 41. Now, I'm going to use the ESV, the, the English Standard Version this morning in case you want to use that same version, just so you know. Uh, so, but you can feel free to read whatever you're comfortable reading. Uh, I don't want to pigeonhole you in, but if you want to read along with me, I'm going to be using the ESV this morning. So as you go to Bible.com and search for Mark 4, verses 35 through 41, you'll see a drop-down. You can choose whatever translation you would like. All right. So we'll give you just a second to get there. Okay, here we go. Mark 4, 35 through 41, where the, the evangelist here, Mark, is writing these words. He says, On that day, when evening had come, he said to them, Let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took with them in the boat, just as he was. And other boats were with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so that the boat was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we're perishing? Now, we're going to stop at verse 38 there for just a minute. You can feel free to read ahead, but we're going to pause there. I think it helps to have a bit of context here, right? Reading up to this point, if you read from Mark 1 all the way to here, and if you're familiar with what we do here on Sundays, we try to make sure we don't just spit verses out. We want to make sure we know what we're reading and why we're reading him. Reading up to this point, Jesus and those that have followed him had gone through a whole lot of stuff in a very short time. He had called them to leave their lives and comforts behind and follow him as he journeyed throughout Israel. And as they followed, they watched as he healed those with diseases he cast out demons, he cleansed lepers, he did all these miraculous things. 
They listened to him day after day as he spoke about the kingdom of God and about how in him heaven had come to earth and how following him and doing what he was asking them to do, what he was laying out for them, was participating in that kingdom. Now, the day of this account, where, when, when Mark says, on that day, that this day when he's writing this, was a long, long day for Jesus and his disciples. It was filled with, with hours of teaching to masses of people while he sat in a boat near the shore of this sea. And by this point, Jesus was exhausted. He needed a break, right? He needed a rest while they moved to the other side of the sea to continue to reach more people. He never stopped. He was always moving, right? And so they were going across the sea to reach more people. And he said, man, I got to take a nap. You guys handle it. You're fishermen. This is going to be great. I'll see you on the other side. So he goes and lays down on the bottom of the boat and the disciples let him rest while they set sail with dozens of other little boats following around them to go to the other side of this big giant lake. As was often the case on this particular body of water, there's a major storm that kicked up. Okay. This happened frequently. All right, the, 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 the sea is, is downdrafted from all these mountains. It's, it's really way below sea level, and there's lots of mountains surrounding it, so it gets lots of downdrafts, lots of major storms. And so this major storm kicked up, and things were starting to get a little crazy for their little boat. And so uh, the disciples, who were made up of quite a few fishermen, were still a little terrified. They were like, man, this is getting rough. This is getting really bad. They were scared for their lives. They were filled with fear. And I appreciate what they do here, right? You read it in, uh, in that verse there on 38. They, they were terrified. They said, man, this boat's getting full. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen. We're, getting, we're, we're terrified that stuff's going to go down. We're going we're gonna to die. We're going to die here on this sea tonight. And so they go to Jesus, who was still asleep on the bottom of the boat. They go to Jesus, and they say, hey, hey, we're going to die, right? We're going to die. The wind's blowing us around. The waves are tossing us about. The water is swamping us. How could you possibly be sleeping through this? How could you be sleeping through this? Don't you care enough to wake up and at least try to help? They were panicking. They were caught in the middle of something that they had no control over. With seemingly no end in sight. And there lay in the bottom of the boat a man they had seen cure disease, who they believed enough in to give up their lives to follow. And he didn't seem to care. Now, fear is a powerful thing. It can make you question everything. I know that we're not in a physical storm this morning. Right now in Poundville, Vermont, it's a miracle because the sun is shining, right? So it is an awesome, beautiful day. Uh, we rarely get this time of year, so I'm appreciating soaking up as much sun as possible. Uh, but we're not in this physical storm like they were in that morning. However, we are in a storm of type, aren't we? The very wind seems to carry death. The layoffs and the reduced hours that many of us are experiencing start to fill our bank accounts with debt that we can't seem to bail out of fast enough. And these fears will make you start questioning what the end looks like for you and your family. It may even lead to questioning the things you thought that you believed in. It may lead you to look up and say, do you care that we're dying? Are you asleep while we suffer? Now, fear is powerful, but it is useful if, it strips away all the things we think will save us. 
and drives us to the one who truly can save us. Their fear that morning did just that. It led them to Jesus and allowed him the opportunity to show the power of God in the face of fear. We read in verse 39 that he awoke, right? Right here, Mark 4, 39. If you're reading along, feel free to do that. And he awoke and he rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the winds ceased. And there was a great calm. And he said to them, Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great fear and said to one another, Who then is this? that even the wind and the sea obey him. Now we need to remember our context here, all right? Jesus is worn out from the day that he's had, okay? He is tired. He was so tired that he just went and flopped down to the bottom of of a boat and slept through a major storm, okay? So Jesus is worn out. He's in the middle of an incredibly good nap, right? If, you, if you've ever been asleep so hard that nothing's going to wake you up, you know that you've been in some good sleep, right? So he's in the middle of this good nap, and right in the middle he gets woken up. Now, the text doesn't specify, but I can imagine being woken up from a good nap, and I can imagine not being very happy about that. If my kids wake me up from the middle of a really good nap, they get grumpy dad, all right? They get grumpy dad, and nobody likes grumpy dad. You know, I don't know if you've had a grumpy dad or been a grumpy dad. Nobody likes grumpy dad. Nobody wants to be around him. I think they might have woken Jesus up and gotten grumpy Jesus. I'm, I'm kind of feeling that when you read the text this morning. I'm thinking they got grumpy Jesus. So they wake him up. He's in the middle of this good nap, and he gets up, and he, he gets up, and I can see him just looking around like, oh, really, guys? Okay. So he's like, be quiet, storm. And the storm shuts up. And then he tells the disciples, come on, guys. You know, you've seen me do some amazing things. You've seen me do miracles. Do you really think I'm going to let us die out here? I mean, come on, think this through. Now, the translation doesn't quite do this justice. It says that in the English version that he, he, he said that they had no faith. What it really means there, the, the, the Greek, is that they didn't have no faith, but what they had wasn't quite enough. They were deficient in their faith, meaning they didn't quite know who they were following. They knew him as a great teacher, a miracle worker even. They understood that. But to control the world around them was beyond their understanding. They couldn't, couldn't comprehend it, that this person they had followed around who could do all these incredibly amazing things could even control nature itself. It seemed impossible. And that's why they were afraid. They said, who then is this, Right? Who is this guy? Wait a minute. We thought we were just following this good teacher around, this guy who had some power from God. This guy just told the storm to shut up, and it stopped. This is crazy. This is crazy. They were getting a foretaste of what we already know in hindsight. right? We know this because we read through the whole Gospels and can know and understand now. They didn't at the time. They were like, whoa, whoa, wait, 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 wait. We didn't know who you were, but we know. We know now who he is, that Jesus was no mere man, but he is the great I am. He is the Alpha and Omega. He is the beginning and the end. He is the one who parted the waters for the Israelites to walk through on dry land, who brought them into a land they did not own, who entered into the world as the son of a nobody carpenter from a no-name town that went on to climb a hill with a cross strapped to his back and die a death he didn't deserve so that those who follow him don't have to fear death anymore. And he is the one who right now is sitting enthroned in heaven, 
still working all things out according to his good and perfect will. This morning, Jesus is not asleep. He is still in control, even in the midst of this storm. He knew what I love about this narrative. Jesus knew that this was going to happen. He didn't get in the boat and think, man, I'm going to lay down and it's going to go smooth, right? He knew that a storm was going to come. He knew that his disciples were going to be afraid. He knew that all this was going to happen, and he allowed himself to go to sleep. He allowed it all to happen. He allowed the disciples to go through all of that and everyone in the boats around them to go through that same storm. He allowed all of that to occur. Why? So they could see the power of God. So they could see the power of God and know that faith in him was more powerful than any storm could possibly be. We know that faith in Jesus is greater than any fear in this world, period. I'm not going to tell you this morning that everything will be okay. That if we just pinch ourselves, it'll all go away like a bad dream. But I will tell you this morning to have hope. Hope in the eternal God-man named Jesus who is faithful to bring all storms to an end in time. And while they rage, he is faithful. He is strong enough to pull us through to the end. The Apostle Paul wrote this to point his readers to that eternal hope in the letter of Romans. You see it in Romans 5, 2 through 5. He says, through him, meaning Jesus, we have obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand And we rejoice in hope of the glory of the Lord. In other words, God has taken care of us. He knows us. He he has saved us in Christ. He has rescued us from sin, from death, from the fear of death, from all these things. He is our rescuer. And he stands here this morning even. And we can rejoice in the glory of the Lord no matter what is going on around us. To know that he is faithful to take care of us. But not only that, he says in verse 3, but we rejoice in our sufferings. This is a key point. This is a key point. I want to leave, we're going to end on this one, but it's a key point. In our sufferings. We rejoice in our sufferings because we know, Paul says, that suffering produces endurance. Endurance produces character. And character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. We're not hoping that everything will turn out okay. This is not this blind hope. It is a faithful trusting in the one who gets us through all things, even this thing, this morning. And for these next few weeks, and for these next few months, until the end. So I encourage all of us, to renew your hope in the everlasting Son of God this morning. Now, for seekers, again, as always, we want to encourage us. We do this every Sunday, all right? If you're, if you're new, I would say if you're new here, but you're not here. But if you're new to this experience, you've never joined us for a, for a uh, gathering before, experience before, I want to thank you for spending your morning with us. You've just spent 45 minutes listening to me talk, and I appreciate that, all right? I thank you for taking your time this morning to do something instead of sleep. Right, I really do. I greatly appreciate it. Our mission here at Faith 
is to see people transformed by the power of the good news of Jesus, to see this community and those in it look like heaven on earth. That's what we're here for. That's everything that we do. Everything we do, the coffee shop, the box, the shed, being here on Sundays, everything is geared towards seeing people transformed by that gospel. If we're not pronouncing Jesus and the good news of the hope that we have in him, we're not here doing it right. So I want to make sure that you understand that we are here to walk through that faith journey with you. If you're here and you don't, or if you're there and like gathering with us virtually, and you don't quite know where you stand with Jesus, you're like, man, I, I, I get I kind of know him. Maybe you're like the disciples. You know him as, as certain things, but you don't know him as the God of all things and as the God of your life. This morning is your chance. So you, you don't have to be here in this room. You don't have to be here with me to follow him, to accept him for the first time. He is the one. He is the hope that's going to get you through. And if that's you and you want to make that decision to step out and follow him, we want to make sure that we're here to help you do that. That is our first priority. That is our top mission here. So I want to encourage you. We're going to give you an opportunity to pray with you about that this morning and to respond. Unique way, but to respond to that call. We'll do that in just a minute. For believers, for those of you who typically gather here on a Sunday morning or have been visited us over the past few months, this is for you too, right? Before we do any outward practical good, which we want to highly encourage, we're going to really talk about next week. But before we do any practical outward good of reaching, helping, and assisting those in our community, we had to take the time to do the inward work, right? We had to do the inside stuff. We have to go inside and ask, what are we really trusting with our lives? We have to take our fear and place it before the risen Lord. Because our faith is in a risen Lord who has conquered death. That's it. We have to remember that. We have to reclaim that. It's that realization, that reclaiming of faith that enables us to recover that foundation to love, serve, and give to others without thought of ourselves, to risk death, to risk catching this mess for ourselves so that someone else can have life. Let's do the inward work this week so that we can work out our faith in the next few weeks in a real and tangible way. Now, we're going to pray. I'm going to pray for believers. We're also going to pray for those who are seekers this morning. So let's, if you're, wherever you're at, uh, I don't know if you're going to shut your eyes. You can pray however you feel comfortable praying. I'm going to close mine uh, because it's going to be easier for me to focus, all right? Uh, but wherever you're at, uh, we're going to pray together. Uh, so as you're in your space, if you're here with us this morning virtually and you've never accepted Christ before and you want to know, man, I, I'm, ready to, I'm ready to follow that certain hope. I, I thought I've done it and maybe I've tried and failed or maybe I thought I was following Jesus but not the right type of Jesus. This is your chance. So you do that by simply praying this. You simply say, dear Jesus, Lord, I'm scared. Or, I'm not scared, but I don't quite know what's going on or how to fix this. But I know that you are the hope that I need. I know that you are the only thing that's going to get us through this. It's going to get me through this. It's going to get my family through this. So, Lord, please forgive me for, for trying to fix this on my own, for trying to do things and failing and just messing things up. God, I want to do this your way. I want to have that certain hope that's in you. 
Lord, help me to follow you today and every day. Now, if that's you this morning and you prayed that prayer, that's all it is. It doesn't have to be those exact words, but that's it. It's about giving everything over to the one who's got it all under control and saying, take me. I just want to do my best to follow you. That's what it's about. It's real. It's not a religion. It's relationship in a real way that makes a difference. Now, for believers this morning, I want to encourage you, Lord, help us, Jesus, to be able to reach those this week. God, to be able to willing to give ourselves, to willing to die even, to be willing to even contract this virus. If that's what it takes to reach someone else with the good news of you, to be able to be a, a heavenly blessing to someone else, Father God, let us be willing to give it all away. But Lord, let us do that with a realization uh, in our hearts, Father, that you are in control. God, that if, it is that if that is your will and desire, God, then so be it, Father. But the one more come to know you, God, because we know who you are. We know what you've done for us. We know that you are the storm calmer in this world. Let us make that inward foundation sure this week so that we can do an outward work next week for you, Jesus. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Now, if you were here this morning and you were one of those who responded and uh, for the first time, I encourage you to check out our website, faithchurchvt.com. You'll find at the bottom, there'll be an email link uh, to email us, all right? So feel free. I want to highly encourage you. Please don't, don't wait. If you, if you had that, took that opportunity this morning to respond uh, in your heart, you're good, but we want to follow up with you, all right? We want to say, hey, what, here's the next steps that, that we need to take together to be able to foster and grow that relationship. So we want to highly encourage you to respond via email. Just send an email and say, hey, this Sunday I responded to Jesus. I, I'm ready to follow Jesus. And we'll just send you a quick follow-up and, and talk about how this works from here. All right? Just because the virus keeps you at home doesn't mean it can't keep you from Christ. And so we want to encourage you to, to interact and respond and follow through on that. Also, next week, we'll be doing this again at 10 a.m., okay? Uh, we'll make sure that we we're start a couple minutes early, just like we did this week. Make sure you share the link with your friends and family. This is going to be on YouTube after as well. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, Faith Church VT. Uh, it's gonna, the link is from our website. So the easiest way is to go to our website, go to watch, click on the YouTube link, and it will take you to the page. Subscribe. The more people we have subscribed, the easier it is for others to find us, all right? So make sure you subscribe and make sure you tell others this coming week about our live stream next week so we have more, even more people joining us. So thank you so much for being with us at Faith Church this morning. God, thank you for interacting with each other. And I pray that we are going to be his church this week and showing hope in the face of fear. Thank you for being here and enjoy your